So, Dennis. Hey, welcome <laughs> to the Delta Green <laughs> panel 2017. I'm imitating Ross Payton. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Ross <laughs> <laughs> He's imitating Dennis Detwaller. <laughs> um, uh, thanks so much for coming, guys. Uh, it's been every day of this show in the best possible way has felt like seven and a half days of show uh i've drawn maybe 60 monsters and my hand luckily went Wait, numb years ago you didn't even introduce yourself we think you're i already said i'm dennis Tetwell. Did you? and yeah. he sounds like Ralph they, they, they yeah. know oh, they God. know what Pay that attention. means all right. yeah god I wrote the notes are on they're underneath the desk you did write um, your name on your leg so. <laughs> Um, something wrote his name. So, yeah, we're here uh, to discuss all things Delta Green and to go over the state of uh, the Delta Green mythos mm-hmm. with Ken. Yes. Scott. And Shane Ivey, the founder right. of the Feast. Yeah. Okay, so what do you want to start? Want to just dive right into the nuts and bolts? Yeah. Or, uh, or get with, yeah. Okay, so um, the, the, biggest, the biggest issue... And I know it's the biggest because it's the one I've been answering questions about every hour <laughs> or on the hour all, all week. Is uh, what's happening with the Delta Green, the role playing game, and what's, what's happening ha- with the role playing game? <laughs> Where was that? Good question. <laughs> Thank you for that. So, um, what's happening with it is the manuscript is done. The editing is done-ish. It's in layout right now. We're sort of in that final stage of putting everything together and then finding the things that were were fixed but we didn't catch and then fixing them and uh, and getting everything ready. So bottom line, we're looking at probably November PDF, and I say that with some reasonable degree of, of certainty that it's going to happen just because it's actually in layout now and we know exactly where the work is going. Um, and uh, And then print after that, a few months, like four to six months. Depends on where we get it printed and oh, shipped from. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, China. It's longer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if we find if we find a competitive, you know, domestic solution for manufacturing, then that shaves a month off. But uh, so that's that's the big picture. That's where the core game is. Um, uh, I'll just jump in and say, if you're a Kickstarter backer and you haven't seen the manuscripts come through, you should have received a. a 600 some odd page manuscripts 550 yeah. <laughs> um, if you haven't please ping us and we'll get you a copy um, so we're, we're losing people already God, I I, I, they're rushing off to download the manuscript <laughs> all right I'll like, go with, I'll go you, with that um, yeah. so uh, uh, the second thing was me and Shane have been looking at shipping prices which bug the hell out of everybody in the industry and what we don't want to do is go back and go, well, by the way, you live in Australia. You owe us $7,000 to ship yeah. a book. Remember during the Kickstarter when I said I didn't want to give shipping estimates? Yeah. And then when you guilted me into doing it, I yes. said these are nowhere near final. And then, yeah. So yeah. We're, we're, what we're doing is, is looking for ways around going back to everybody outside the U.S. and saying, hi, got an extra $40? Um, our way around that is we're changing the form factor so that instead of the core rules being a single gigantic 500 something page volume, which would require us to charge people an extra 40 bucks, no lie, to deliver <laughs> most to most international destinations, um, we're going to go back to an earlier idea of 
the Delta Green role-playing game is a slipcase with the agent's handbook and the handler's guide. All right? The agent's handbook, a lot of you have already seen. You probably have all seen, at least in PDF. It's right there. It's right here. Um, and then the handler's guide is going to be like that plus another 50% or so in, uh, in size. And so the handler's guide has all the game master stuff, the setting, the history, the, the mythos, uh, how to invent and customize building scenarios, the whole nine yards is going to be in that. Um, so everybody what, who bought the case officer's handbook right, w- will get an agent's handbook, handbook a slipcase, and the handler's guide. Right, right. And that will be everything that's <coughs> in that 550-some-odd-page manuscript. Yeah. So th- because of the vagaries, uh, I don't want to get too far in the weeds in this. I could talk about this stuff, and nobody cares but me. But <laughs> the vagaries of Royal Mail, basically, splitting it up like that, there we go. We got a fan. Uh, enables us to send, say, the handler's guide and the slipcase in one box, and that stays under a magic number beyond which the weight makes the cost go up exponentially. And the GM's book in a separate box, for whatever weird reason, delivering two things of that mass in separate parcels is half as expensive, you know, as. So. Fuck. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> so uh, what that, but that what that means is we're able to reduce that shipping cost enough that we're going to be okay with just eating the balance of what it's going to cost to deliver that, which we have on account of we wrote way more book than we yes. had planned on. So it nobody will pay anything additional yeah. to get all their books shipped to them, and that is something me and Shane feel really strongly about. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we basically wrangled the numbers and strangled the numbers until yeah. they made sense. Yeah. So, so. so that's what it's going to look like, right? Not one gigantic, huge, enormous tome, um, but two, but one reasonable sized tome and one chunky tome, big tome, big um, bone. Right. And, uh, and a slipcase to put them in. And that is Delta Green, the role playing game. Right, Ruben. Um, beyond that, once that once it's out, then you know we'll probably make the, the 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 handler's guide available as a separate thing if people just insist on buying it separate or whatever. But um, but uh, but that's the plan for that. Yes. Right. So that's what it's going to look like in what two months plus four to six months um, when that starts showing up in people's mailboxes. Does anybody have any <coughs> questions about that? No? Oh, wow. Beautiful. Okay. Wow. Excellent. Moving on. Okay. All right. Well, uh, don't you okay. want to hear more I about was shipping? I, I, Are I, we done? <laughs> All right. I, I guess I'd like to see the, the final manuscript. Sure. Yeah. You, you, so. We sent it to you. Did you? Yes. What? Were you not on the Kickstarter list? or? I didn't back. Why would I back? Oh, my God. Ken. <laughs> Backings for losers. <laughs> get a now, job writing. Okay, I, I, um, <laughs> good night, everybody. Yeah, get out, yeah. Bums rush. Look, it's not like it's toured Lovecraft the Destination <laughs> kickstarting now. Wait, what was that again, Ken? <laughs> toured Lovecraft the Destination is kickstarting now. Dennis. At www.kickstarter.com. <laughs> no, um, I, I think, I think the last one you saw was pretty darn close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so. just want yeah, to we'll, see we'll, the... We're going to keep... We're gonna keep Spreading, sending yeah. those around to the team right. as they as yeah. they because I spotted an error of fact in it, and then you sure. were like, "Don't give us anything to change." <laughs> That's like, the, all right. We, you will see. <laughs> we'll soon. probably change that. The we error like of errors of fact. fact. Okay, 
Especially if it's like bad German spelling. It was a glorious tradition of that in Lovecraft. <laughs> yeah. we're, trying to, we're trying to move away from Lovecraft's bad habits. <laughs> well, not all of them. No, yeah, we're keeping the howling racism. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay, so it right. um, didn't, didn't take us long to get there. <laughs> Scott <laughs> made me. Um, so uh, okay, well, do you want to do you want to go over the state of the other books? Uh, yeah, um, the uh, the so the following books we've got we've got a mix of large form projects in the in the works and smaller form projects in the works. The big ones, the the most imminent is probably probably a book called Control Group, which is a scenario collection that Greg wrote as as introductory scenarios to kind of introduce players iteratively iteratively to the um, irritatingly to the irritatingly <laughs> to the main uh, rules chunks, right? Um, that this needs is the lethality scenario. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that uh, <laughs> oh, there's one of those. <laughs> that uh, so yeah. So we're so we're uh, that that's the next one for us to once we're once we have the main the, the handler's guide uh, away and off of our brains and we're done calming <laughs> ourselves down. Uh, then, uh, then that's the, yeah, that's 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 the next one that we're going to devote a lot of time and energy to seeing what state that's in. I've got the first uh, early, you know, a second draft of the manuscript. So when the manuscript's done, it just needs a lot of attention to make sure it's done right, um, which is what every manuscript by every one of us gets. So um, after that, uh, the next in. In Dunness is probably Impossible Landscapes. Yep. Dennis has been sort of working on that for a while as we've been developing the big book. And um, that's, uh, what, about half, two-thirds? 75% of the way written. Awesome. Um, it's inching towards 300 pages. It's uh, seven or eight, I haven't decided yet, link scenarios dealing with the King Yellow. It's a campaign. Um, it has a full rewrite of Night Floors, which has been expanded in, in a lot of nasty ways. Uh, to be kind of the center connective, connecting boil that uh, runs out to all the other scenarios. So having a lot of fun with that. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's that's where that's at. Yeah. Um, and then after that is probably going to be Pisces. Uh, we've got the uh, our, our Pisces team over in the U.K. is sort of taking point on that one. Um, and that's why I can say that one's probably going to be next because people besides me are going to be responsible for writing most of it. Um, they're, uh, so they're, I say they're all the time. Yeah, they're 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 working on that outlining, and we're 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 putting 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 the putting that into 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 form now, and that looks like it's going to be really really interesting. Um, they're kind of bringing Pisces forward, obviously, to the present day and to a sort of a post. Insects from Shigai Pisces, where you're not necess- you're not dealing with the infestation. You're dealing with the not in- not all that metaphorical hole left behind from the infestation in the in the, in British government. Um, well, that explains Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> We've got control back. Let's screw everything up. <laughs> oh, so. The, uh, and then after that, we have... We joined the EU? What? <laughs> right. When did that happen? <laughs> um, we have a, what do we have? We have a book called Deep State, which had way different connotations a year ago. <laughs> well, it was a cool phrase no one knew a year ago. Yeah, yeah a year ago. We're that changing was a, the title to fake. Now it's, now it's, a, ha- right. it's a hashtag now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> so we just uh, depressed Shane. Uh, <laughs> well, so, wait, wait until Trump resigns before the book gets printed. <laughs> right, yeah. right. You have to go through and tear it out and replace everything with President Pence. Oh God. <laughs> I want this but to be don't. four administrations. <laughs> no, I mean, I in in the in the Coraba the Handler's Guide. I uh, no, I kind of cut myself off on the timeline. You know, at a certain point <laughs> you just in could, May, you couldn't write it. No, because I mean, number you can't one, keep up with the tweets. Yeah, just just, like there's only so much insanity. Uh, a, fid- a fidget spinner is the American president. <laughs> there's only so much <laughs> May 2017. <laughs> so much I, insanity you can fit an adult a green game book. Yeah. They, um, <laughs> So uh, yeah, so uh, so what's so what's next? So deep state, deep state's going to be. Uh, uh, I'm going to be doing a lot in that. Um, I'm going to be roping uh, a lot of the, as much of the team into contributing that as I can, and um, and uh, and a couple of friends of our, Chris Gunning, is is really at the at the like biting at the bit to uh, to start working on that. Chris is a bit of an expert on intelligence agencies. Yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, yeah, so that's that. So deep state will basically be. You know the 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 core book, like the core game, the Handler's Guide has I don't know what about thirty something pages about the program. Yeah. You know, um, Deep State is the other couple hundred pages about the program, right? And, and we already have a bunch of those pages. Yeah, and <laughs> March, March, yeah, yeah, no, because there was crap we had to trim. So Mar- the program March Technologies, which is kind of where a lot of the a lot of majestic wound up. And is way better off for it. Not that the rest of us are. And uh, you know, GRUSV8 is getting a lot of attention in that, and uh, and a lot of other things. So, thanks to an influx of cash by Vladimir Putin. Hey. <laughs> um, the yeah, that the hands the hands shake each other, and um, and then what else? Falling Towers. The uh, is going to be the, a big fate campaign set in the early two thousands, where that's Del- the end of the fate. Yeah, Delta Green finally sees an opportunity to actually take them on in a meaningful way, um, and then uh, and that one that one's going to be the last in the series. So it's sort of the least the least imminent because we've got a lot of deep state kind of already percolating, and I feel like we need to address that. Sooner and Falling Towers is going to be a lot, a lot of me too. So I'm going to have to kind of prioritize. Um, Falling Towers, I'm, I might wind up bringing in some elements from an old campaign I ran online called Operation Sandman, which was set in New York City. Um, this was like 1998 when I ran that. So things have altered. It was a different time. Was, <laughs> you could just walk onto aircraft. Yeah, they call it the pre-emoji era. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so um, so so that's not exactly coming out of nowhere either, um, and that's going to be really really fun to write. I'm looking forward to, to working on that. Cool. Why don't you um, talk about the short form stuff? Now? Yeah, and the short form for stuff. So what we're doing is a mix of new material um, that was that was funded by Kickstarter, uh, such as Iconoclast, Scott's scenario that's coming out, a scenario called Viscid that uh, that Dennis wrote that that's already done. We just need to kind of put the last bits and pieces together on it. Um, and uh, there's a, an adventure called Wormwood Arena that Greg wrote. That we've poor Greg, we've I've, I've made him rewrite that thing about nine times now. So and then I rewrote. I know. I'm, I'm keep. I'm crossing my fingers. That we draft, love Greg Stoltz. Draft ten will He's be a the wonderful thing, human being. Sometimes you have these ass. projects that just that just <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh yeah. No, no, <laughs> no doubt. No. <laughs> There's only so far we can go bullying Greg Stoltz. Yeah, before you just break up. <laughs> <laughs> Lutheran, my ass. <laughs> and, uh, 
And uh, yeah, so we've got those, and then and then we we're, we've been generating new material along the way as well, just because that's kind of what we do, and we get ideas, and there they are. So I have a, an adventure called Extremophilia that I came up with that that seemed to be pretty well received. That we did play testing on, so I need to go and fix all the things that people decided were bad with it. And yeah, and internalize that they don't hate you. They're they just trying me. to they give love you feedback. Me. They love me, Dennis. <laughs> you don't like me. It's not that they don't like you. They're just wrong. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just wrong about my writing. I you know him so well. <laughs> um, and uh, and what are some other? So reverberations. I just did a scenario called reverberations that we put out um, just last week. Um, that's yeah yeah reverb. No, it's called reverberations, but, but it's, it's about, about the, the drug, drug reverb, reverb making a making a comeback in in the loud drug. Yeah. Um, and in Chicago. Uh, Huh? We're treading on Ken's territory. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I had, right. That was the judgment call I had to make. <laughs> no, please do. All right. <laughs> he, he doesn't sound resentful at no. all. Um, and uh, more than married. Come up, do a research trip. Make sure you got all the details right. <laughs> I didn't put details. You, uh, you wouldn't want to get anything wrong about Chicago. Now, my, re- my, re- my Chicago research there was the intro paragraph where I said ostensibly said in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> So the Dresden files there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say the Untouchables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Untouchables at least filmed partially. In um, yeah. So so basically, what we're looking at is, and and we're we're redoing older adventures too. So we've we've published uh republished Future Perfect Part One under the new rule set, and I need to. I didn't get Dennis to do new art for that, so that's the next stage of officially redoing that one. Um, we're about to rela- redo um, Music from a Darkened Room, which was a really creepy haunted house from hell scenario that Dennis wrote a long time ago. Um, and uh, that's our, we've already got that like mostly revised and all the art ready for that. So that one's going to be coming up um, in, in just a few weeks. We're in a rare, the rare case of the art is actually done for all of this stuff. Yeah. Used to be in the old days. Let's uh, cast our minds back. It would take weeks to do the art. Now it's just like, ah, that's fun. And God the writing damn, is God just like, digital. where is it? Yeah. And it's usually me saying that to myself somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So so that's kind of the that's kind of the shape of things, right? We're gonna be we've got the bigger projects that are gonna be coming out every so often. And then smaller projects are going to be coming out once or twice a month because we've got a lot of material. One scenario at a time. Yeah, ready to ready to roll. Right, and um, and we may. I mean, we we've talked about doing like a compilation book of Delta Green scenarios that that have all just come out in PDF that weren't pre-published already uh, in a book's form. Um, and that may be coming along sometime soon as well. We're not we're not a hundred percent firm on 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 that yet. But uh, but yeah, what else? Am I forgetting something? No, I, I, we could follow Delta Green. You could talk about follow Delta I Green. I could talk about follow Delta, Delta Green. Follow Delta Green if you wanted me to. Talk about follow You're Delta Green, to. Ken. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> follow Delta Green is the Gumshoe uh, adaptation of Delta Green role playing game uh, for the Gumshoe engine. My uh, goal was first and foremost to adapt Delta Green to Gumshoe. Second was to make the game as interoperable as it could be with Knights Black Agents and with Trail of Cthulhu while maintaining the, the, the core of it being the Delta Green specifics of how uh, uh, disintegration and, and, and death works. So if you decide you, you like the anagnoresis and sudden destruction of Pillars of Sanity mechanic from Trail, you can just put that in. You can port it over. If you decide you want your Delta Green agents 
to have cherries a la Night's Black Agents. You can bring those in. It's up to you to change the flavor, but the mechanics are pretty transparent. Um, I did adapt, obviously, the lethality and bonds being two of the sort of core elements of uh, Delta Green, and then the uh, restoring stability only during downtime and by uh, miserly uh, penny-pinching dished-out amounts um, so that your characters will begin to feel the the slide sooner rather than later. But no judgment. Yeah. There is also, um, uh, (laughs) within Fall of Delta Green, there are modes, like there are in all Gumshoe games, and you can play it on... uh, uh, the the uh, maintaining, which is the standard mode, which is the stability economy is about the same as the sanity economy in Delta Green role playing game. There is the bright and shining mode, in which the stability economy is more forgiving, and so you don't spend as you know half or more of your experience just desperately buying stability back. <laughs> and there is a uh, harrowing, which is even worse. It's what I like to call my inner dentist. <laughs> and you can obviously play any game set at any time during those, but the default is that uh, Bright and Shining lasts until 1963, and then in the game set from 64 to 67, you're playing on maintaining, and 68 to 70, you're, you're playing Martin, on You're Martin Sheen, and you're just, you're Apocalypse just now playing Kung Fu at the And window. so uh, uh, that uh, leads to the uh, buried lead that this takes place in the 1960s, for those of you who do not recall. Uh, and uh, this is the decade in which the program is legal. The program is above board. The program is one of those many successful government operations in the 1960s, such as saving Indochina from communism, <laughs> curing cancer, uh, eliminating poverty, ending racism, <laughs> and putting a man on the moon. And surely we can do all of those, or maybe four out of five of those, At just least. as easily as we can defeat the mythos in all of its forms. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna, a side. That's mythos just... is like number four on that. Right. It's on the priority <laughs> list. Yeah. So um, uh, that is uh, the 1960s. So you have all of the world of Cold War adventure. You have the world of um, uh, the 1960s sort of uh, New Age dawning um, uh, uh, sensibilities uh, for NPCs and to some extent for players, uh, player characters. You have the possibilities of um, uh, uh, 60s uh, spy fiction if you want to go that direction. And you have, of course, uh, the, uh, the magisterial... Uh, Deep Ones by James Wade and Return of the Loigor uh, by Colin Wilson lowering over the whole thing, although admittedly unlicensed in the case of Colin Wilson <laughs> because somehow the sublicense did not extend. But you'll be able to figure out who they are. <laughs> You're clever people. Um, so the uh, and that's one of the fun things about it is because it takes place in the 1960s. I could indulge my uh, habit for maybe this, maybe that. Mm-hmm. Whereas standard Delta Green is very much this is what's happening. These are how Deep Ones work. Stop it. Um, and the program doesn't know that, so I could be a little more uh, free and easy with it. So you'll be able to um, uh, incorporate whatever kind of personal Phillips you like from Trail of Cthulhu or Hideous Creatures into this. Um, and uh, because at the last minute, I, I don't know if it was Greg or whoever, added a monster creation subsystem into the Delta me. Green rule yeah. system, I said, well, anything Greg or, in this case, Dennis can do, and I can do in Gumshoe. Yep. And so now there's a monster creation subsystem cool. in it, uh, which is basically the same thing ported over and modded for Gumshoe. I've and, heard it's really cool, and it's similar. <laughs> it's similar to the uh, modular vampires in Knights of Black Ages. Yep. It's the same basic technology. Yep. So the uh, so the book uh, is a core book. You can play uh, Delta Green agents in Gumshoe from you know the dawn of uh, the 1960s. You know January 1st, 1960. 
uh, through the reorganization under McNamara all the way to op- Operation Obsidian and the shutdown of the program in 1970. Does, does Ike get to give that, uh, you know, uh, that famous uh, military-industrial complex speech in 60 years at 50 It's, it's a mythos-industrial complex. It's a farewell. <laughs> okay, excellent. So I, yeah. Um, but uh, there is, in fact, a uh, uh, epigraph in, I believe it's the Unnatural chapter, that is the quote from uh, Douglas MacArthur about yeah. how we now face enemies from another galaxy using strange science. Yeah. And it's like, okay, Douglas, maybe back away from the corn cobs. <laughs> He's <laughs> heard a few things. a great quote. Yeah. yeah, I love those. And so there's a, there's a number of, of, uh, pr- of nice period details of that sort in the book. It, it, I tried my very best to make it feel... Uh, 60s, both in um, uh, just sort of the basic setting flavor, but also some of the setting assumptions. The Sanity uses the Freudian medical science of the 1960s, which I dug out of U.S. military psychiatry handbooks. Um, uh, they got so much right. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry. It's 1960s, man. <laughs> they were doing their best. Yeah, and it feels wrong to be using modern-day terminology for a 1960s character. I wasn't criticizing you. You were criticizing. I was criticizing... <laughs> The U.S. military. The U.S. military. You're like it's an old you. married couple. <laughs> Get a room. Uh, have one. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, Fall of Delta Green. Uh, we have, there's one operation in the book. I don't know if they're going to add a domestic operation or not. I'm not going to write it, so who can say? But Operation Aladdin's Cave is a Vietnam set adventure that sort of introduces the fact that you're all going to die, and horribly, <laughs> and not shortly either, nice. and, and not over a long period of time. I know I, I'm a fan. I, again, it was a very Dennis-y thing. Yes. You're right. It's good. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? <laughs> then work backwards <laughs> then work from backwards there. Work backwards from there. Yeah. And so uh, the next thing that we're probably going to do for uh, the line will be a book of linked scenarios, five or six of them, we think, uh, under the working title, uh, The Orn Connection. Okay. Which will be the... Um, uh, There'll be a, a linked scenarios, but you don't have to play them in a campaign. It'll be right. five or six operations with a general thread of... Not, not the Orn identity? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is in my phone for other reasons. <laughs> but uh, it's basically, it's uh, the French connection, but Delta Green. So it's, uh, it's a, you know, the heroin trade is covering up something worse than the heroin trade. Delta Green cottons onto it, so you get to have a scenario set in Southeast Asia... One in you know an inner city somewhere in America. You get to have one in France, uh, Turkey probably, or Algeria somewhere exciting, and you know lots of good globe-trotting fun with a legitimate gritty government feel to it. It's cool. not going to be just you know traveling around with your pith helmet and your fucking globe. It's going to be proper <laughs> U.S. government um, uh, taskings. And will it actually take place in the seventies? Sixties. The, the movie is in nineteen seventy-one. Oh, okay. So the, uh, but the events of the movie could easily have taken place in the 60s, and I'll probably set it in 1968 just because that's the archetypal 60s adventure. Right. And also it lets us introduce the, Par- the Paris 1968, the, the May, yeah. um, uh, as a part of the scenario because yeah. when the freaking king in yellow nearly takes over a city, <laughs> you uh, sort of want to put a, an adventure there, I feel. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Yes. Cool. So, so that's, the, uh, that's the fall of Delta Green. Uh, I've turned over the manuscript. Uh, to Simon and Kat, who have turned it over to Le Partnership, and I understand that it is a brief window away from a kiss on both cheeks um, uh, and there's full of plot on the bottom. There is already a kiss on one cheek. There is a kiss on so two of the three cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we're going to get a whiteboard later and show yeah. you which cheeks. <laughs> yes. 
You'll want to leave. That'll be an, that's, that's an 18 and up uh, scenario. You won't want to attend if you're the under. cheap connection. Yes. And uh, once the full approval is done, then we move on to graphic design and art, and Dennis will approve that so that it uh, looks wonderful and great and period. And also and, happens quickly. Yes. And then the um, uh, production will take place, and Pelgrane are hoping that it will be out for Dragon Meat this year, but it is impos- it is possible that it will be out actually first quarter of next year. But we're hoping for Dragon Meat this year, cool. which is December, uh, for people who do not uh, attend Dragon Meat in London. <coughs> And I think that is all of the news that I have, although I'm obviously happy to answer questions. And uh, a conver- conversion document? Is that yeah, the, I harp on endlessly? In, in the back, <laughs> there are full conversion notes to go from Delta Green to uh, fall. Mm-hmm. Um, a solitary conversion document that goes both ways is easily back in reverse engineered from that. Mm-hmm. Cool. And will be done. Excellent. Possibly by Gar. <laughs> Finally get to put him to work. Second hand. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, what else? Are there any big ticket things we want to we want to cover before we just sort of start asking people to talk? I don't think so. I mean, yeah. Nope. Um, pipe up. What do you want to know? Yeah. Any uh, questions? Ideas? Thoughts? Yeah. Comments? Criticisms? So um, I'm currently playing an adult game game set the Harry Potter universe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so did those, they liquidate those poor Hogwarts? children? <laughs> yeah, basically, basically the backstory of it is it's 2012 and we're playing as orders, the wizard cops. The right, Potter. right, right. There's many of the same themes as adult game. My GM wanted to know any advice about letting a kind of high magic adult game. Uh, well. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, Dennis. I, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Look, we're going to be running this uh, this game set on the Eastern Front as a comedy. <laughs> yes, um, yes, that's, that's tough. That's it's true. To be or not to be. Uh, I, you know, I, 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 I managed, Front. I managed digital Harry Potter for it's in Warsaw. Uh, two and, and a half years. It's in so I've gotten to meet Joe, and she's Oak, super Oak nice. Was yeah. She would be horrified by anything <laughs> in my game. Yeah. She, she would. She would just. Freak out if she understood what I was working on. So, so my advice is, um, uh, don't tell your daughters. No, on the, on the Harry Potter front, uh, you know there there is darker magic. Uh, I would focus on that, and I would have it spiral out of control. Of course, the Devler principle, yes, being what it is. Everything horrible happens, and work your way out. Um, so, but uh, that sounds cool, and I expect a lot of dead children. That's. <laughs> that's I I can't see another way that's going to work yeah. out. Um, Fortunately, they, fortunately, she does kill a, a shit ton of she, characters. She, she does yeah. kill characters, she but she thinks blunt. very, She's very, good. very long and hard about it. We just liquidate yeah. people. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yes? Uh, I'm super excited for uh, Impossible Landscape. Oh, cool. And, uh, but the thing is, my, you said what? that you're redoing Nightfall. Yes. I really want to see. Yeah. But my players have already done Nightfall. It doesn't matter. Doesn't that's that's how I've redone it. <laughs> if they've solved that problem, congratulations. Doesn't matter. Ask Ross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes? Speaking of King and Yellow, um, is there any word on the tarot? Yeah, uh, we have just an amazing artist. This guy Kirk Komoda, and uh, we did we we wrote in Delta Green Countdown. Um, I believe it's a seventy-eight card King and yeah. Yellow tarot. And I said, hey, Kurt, I know you really like, you know, uh, late 1890s to early uh, 1900s kind of, uh, or early 20th century, uh, Art Deco looking uh, stuff. And he just went, okay, and 
magic. He drew all these cards. They're in final, um, so they're going to color. Uh, and he is researching kind of uh, the printing methodology of that time and wants to imitate the color. So he's messing with that right now, but they are gorgeous and they're full of creepiness. Uh, and uh, we hope to have them along with another product we've been talking about uh, mm-hmm. along with Ken. You mm-hmm. want to mention this? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, we've been working on it for a while on a... Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. On a, uh, um, a sort of a deluxe edition of... Chambers, the King in Yellow, um, with full illustrated color, by Sam full, Araya. Yeah, full plate, full color illustrated plates by Samuel Araya, and who annotated did, who by did Puppet Land for us, who's done just magical things for us and many other publishers before. So it's really spooky looking and interesting, and uh, and and footnote annotations and little essays here and there by Kenneth Height, if I remember right. Yes, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so. We've got that, and it, and we've got it. We've got it specked out for a really nice, you know, hardback edition, sort of a, a scaly leatherette, snakeskin looking t- texture, and um, and uh, yeah. So that so so our our notion was to bring in the King and Yellow Tarot deck to go uh, to go alongside as a stretch goal. Yeah, with that. So when those are coming forward to the public, uh, we don't know yet because we're sort of juggling. We're, we're prioritizing right now. Because we have another thing, a card game by uh, that, that's also illustrated by Kurt Komoda um, in an entirely different mode called WrestleNomicon which you can play test at the booth tomorrow if, you're, if you want to swing by the booth. And you're playing cards that are the great old ones attacking each other with Goofy ass wrestling moves that Dennis and I came up with a long time. And we and we got uh, we we had the marvelous luck of roping in Rob Heinsu uh, and his team to do the uh, card game design for right. it. So we've got some really marvelous mechanics we're we're uh, honing right now, but they're off they're an awful lot of fun. Yeah, so. yeah, and the the cards are just hilariously beautiful that Kurt that Kurt drew. So, um, and for yeah. my part, I've begun uh, buying tax deductible uh, research material. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm ready. Yeah, I, I bought a book. I swear to God, on the cultural history of the color yellow. Nice. Oh, <laughs> in Sweet. Western art and literature. It sounds funny until you start reading it, and then you get really kind of scared. About yeah. it. <laughs> well, you you keep seeing it over and over and over. My- <laughs> no, the the funny thing, haha, not. Uh, strange is that the author cites Robert W. Chambers. Yes. Like, good. She cites Maker of Moons as an example <laughs> of Yellow Peril. She does not cite King and Yellow. And Research isn't what it used to be. No, King. it is not. Nor is Google. Nor yeah, is well, what we, the fuck. We all, we all remember what happened with that Julia Child book. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, We're, in this case, your footnotes will be amply researched with perhaps an acerbic indication of the value of that. But it does have other good stuff that I am going to mine the living crap out of because, as James Blish said, uh, perhaps no man alive knows why the color yellow was considered so menacing in the 1890s. Well, by God, I'm going to know it. <laughs> <laughs> you will, too. Yes. Uh, yeah? Nice. Um, at the booth right now, you have the uh, updated Unspeakable Oath kind of volume. Are there plans to do more of those? Because I really uh, want to run Cold Dead Hands. Uh, oh, yeah. Is it all sold out? Is it yeah. all sold out? No, he's so so. He's what we did, we did, oh. yeah, yeah. We did. So what we did is, um, we have the unspeakable oath, which we brought back with issue eighteen several years ago, and we've we've published up through issue twenty four a couple of years ago, and we've got twenty five coming out in a couple of months, and um, 
so yeah, so we published a, a book called Old Ones Rising, which is a compilation of issues 18, 19, 20, and 21. And what we did with those is redid all the stats, the scenarios, all the rules bits to be updated for Call of Cthulhu 7th edition or for Delta Green specific things for the Delta Green role playing game. Right? <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So uh, yeah, so 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 yeah. I th- uh, I, I'm I'm planning on doing another um, another volume for 22 through 25 after we get 25 out the door, and it's and it's been and it's been out of it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So Cold Dead Hand is definitely gonna. I'm looking forward yes. to seeing that. All the way in the back. Can you speak up? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. That, that, the question is how to make bonds important to to players before the end of the first mission. Um, you know, in, in my experience, I don't I don't really feel an urgent need to because the value of bonds tends to make itself apparent <laughs> in play. Um, and for return, bonds get the most potency in ongoing games, right? Because a bond represents some incredibly important relationship that, that in your character's life. Um, and so they kind of gain power over play as in between operations you have a chance to maybe improve bonds yeah. or do something else to improve your character's ability to perform missions at the expense of bonds by continuing to sacrifice your personal life for Delta Green. Um, so making them kind of important in the first session, like before all that really comes into play, uh, I would I, I would say spend a couple of minutes, not a lot, a couple of minutes with each player, kind of say, you know, what is what's your life like? Like, give me give me something at home, give me some interaction between you and this and this other char- and this other character, right? And put you can that's a thing you can put kind of in the hands of the players more than more than yourself. Um, but uh, but but come up with some interaction, you know, to give them some to give them a role. Um, you know, um, I, w- I don't know. It occurs to me that it might be a fun house rule to sort of do an, an optional pre-home thing. You know, where Maybe. you can. Yeah, where you can if if you if you characterize a bond pretty well, then that gives you some some bonus in play. You know? I, I often just uh, have the agent's family life once I kind of have a vague idea of it, or even I make it up if they're trying to ignore it. Uh, insist itself upon them during the session. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had a guy who posted on social media and didn't turn. You know, I was like, oh, you didn't turn off your location services. You're you're not in Cincinnati. Your wife, your wife knows you're not in Cincinnati. She saw you post something completely across the country, and oh, you know, what do you do? And suddenly he's on the phone with his wife, you know, and they're they're breaking into a place infiltrated by the King in Yellow, mm-hmm. while he's outside, like, okay, honey, I gotta go. <laughs> you're, you know, I'm, I swear, you know, there's nothing weird going on, but um, you know, building it up so that families are uh, families and interpersonal connections are part of the game in small amounts. Yeah, uh, and can help. D- yeah, I mean, don't be afraid of. I recommend you don't take too much time, but don't be afraid of taking a little time. Sort of getting into the that that minutia, you know, that personal stuff that um, in a lot of like 
as a game master, my instinct is actually to sort of race past that stuff and get to the get to the the squicky horror, right? But in play, in practice, in play, at least with my players, what they respond to most long term is seeing those scores, you know, for their char- for the their characters' relationships with the real world deteriorate. You know, that that stuff comes to matter hard. So it's worth spending a little bit of time playing through what that looks like. Um, because what is Delta Green if, if not for letting you role play through somebody's personal life falling apart? <laughs> <laughs> we, we liked it so much in real life, we wanted to have <laughs> I mean, This could, is what's been missing from D&D all these years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could even be, do so, so very briefly and so very little as... When they get the, the, the signal, the, the code for, you know, Night at the Opera, you know, every one of them is with a bond. Yeah. And it's like, what do you do? It, it's like uh, yeah. th- uh, three in the morning, um, you just got the, p- the, the ping, yeah. uh, Night at the Opera, and yeah. an address. Yeah. Uh, you and your wife had just had a fight. You right. went to bed mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. How do you leave at 3 a.m. Right. in the yeah, morning? I, I, I do exactly that all the time. Like, right. I ran Sentinels of Twilight, a scenario Dennis wrote um, uh, the, uh, not long ago. And Sentinels of Twilight is set on, what, July 5th is yeah. the date. It's, so it's like July 4th weekend, yeah. you know? So so I played that up to the hilt when we opened the thing and said, okay, what are you doing? And this is, you know, one of the characters is married and... His what his his marriage has been struggling because he's been a Delta Green agent for a while, and we had this whole backstory developed about the shape that took, you know. So, so we played a few minutes before. Sure, it went great. Yeah, we played a few minutes bef- with each with each character, saying, "Okay, where are you? It's the Fourth of July weekend. Tell me what great <laughs> things you're doing." Camping in the woods with the kids. We're leaving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're leaving. Get exactly. The, yeah. Put the tents yeah. away. So, so yeah, look for ways to do that. To do that kind of to sort of put the character, put the agent. In the context of the of the world that they're trying to protect, right, and the people that they're trying to protect, so that you can then show what happens when trying to protect this person sabotages your relationships entirely. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so when the entity You're is wearing your sorry. child as a skin suit, <laughs> you will recognize it as your child, right? That'll add extra poignancy. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure that could be used as a bond. Yeah, yes. <laughs> right. Hello, Dad. <laughs> Will uh, you read me Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> it's out of copyright here. <laughs> uh, any other questions, guys? Uh, yeah? Um, in terms of fulfillment of uh, the print material for the Kickstarter, yeah. Uh, we're, uh, Shane covered a lot of that. Uh, were you? What, what was the question? He was asking about what's the schedule for the books past the the core book. Oh yeah, I'm, um, I, I mean we don't we don't have firm schedules, and I'm I'm going to steadfastly resist the urge to commit to them because <laughs> um, they'll just move. Yeah, uh, they won't do anybody any good. And uh, I mean, you and I will feel good about it now, but a month from now, <laughs> that feeling goes away. He'll be getting a call. Yeah, he's in bed. <laughs> I know. He and his like wife will be right. Right. <laughs> uh, sorry, honey, the printer screwed up again. It'll, it'll all come to tears. Our, did we just burn our bond with this customer? <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the bond that but, never gets. But you have more money. <laughs> yeah, you, you have more money. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the so uh, so beyond the core book in a few in in a couple of months in PDF, a few months after that in print. Um, you know, we're probably like mid um, mid next year is what I expect for control group. You know, uh, late next year I would expect for impossible landscapes. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna get any less fuzzy than that because there are so many variables, and this particular property is one that cursed. The development of which is kind of. You I know, say blessed. Ken. Yeah. I We're mean, we, we don't. We don't. We don't really have the luxury of like blurst. just sort of. You know, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fire Dennis from writing impossible landscapes too slowly. You know, and give it to somebody else. Right. Well, no. The problem is not writing it too slowly. The, the problem is writing it three times. Yeah. If I only wrote it once, it would be fine. Uh-huh. Well, it should be perfect the first time. That's I, how I do it. I, I know, yeah. Ken. I've been, yeah. I've been watching you do <laughs> that's, it that's for years, and notes. I still can't figure that one out. It's really annoying. But, <laughs> um, it wasn't so much trying to pin you guys on. Is that down? No, no. Oh, we're, t- we're, we're teasing, so don't worry about that. <laughs> Go ahead. But you'll note that he has changed location. <laughs> he, I, li- I like what that other guy said about the, di- the deadline. He's yeah. getting closer. Advancing upon you. <laughs> if, he, if he moves to that chair, we, we're going to have to whack him. Right, yeah. <laughs> Scott, we've rehearsed this. You charge. Alpha. Alpha. <laughs> Scott has like one hit under the... <laughs> There's nothing taped at the bottom of this table. <laughs> <laughs> Not taped. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it's an sort of, you know, when you have enough, kind of bundle them in one shipment or sort of... You know, no, we're we're gonna we're gonna dole them out um, as as they come and, along. And one one of the goals is to keep them under a certain magic weight, whereupon right. they be they they become nightmare material for anybody with an Excel spreadsheet and yeah. access to mail. So, you know. so, so we don't have all this drama we've had with the yeah. core with the core rules. So so um, so yeah, they'll come one at a time as they come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and and don't move. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't don't move. I mean, not closer to us. Don't do yeah. that. They're, yeah, all, don't all move of, where your, your actual home is as well. So we won't be able to find you uh, for the books. Uh, yes. Um, again, not asking about Dave, but as yeah. one of the backers who have used backed all the PDFs list, is there a way we us backers can get a list of what to expect? Sure, we, we have a ton of those out. Uh, yeah, I post I post the latest Kickstarter update. I went through. I posted a lot of that stuff. Um, I don't. Rem- I don't remember if it was completely. Comp- was it not? Com- do you remember? Was it not totally comprehensive? Yeah, like four different kicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we 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 post. I I generally post every once a month or so uh, an update to the Kickstarter program just to kind of tell people what's happening and and why. Um, and uh, and yeah, I've, I've uh, uh, it's occurred to me that it might be it might be uh, smart and customer friendly to put together a friendly table of statuses for yeah. all the things that and we're I generating. Mean, we've done a ton of them, yeah, so. so that you can go to one page and just yeah, see all. We'll that. be able to yeah, assemble, but it. I haven't done that yet. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Assembling a list with kind of like this is in PDF. You can download it through this link. Would be good. I so. think that would be smart. Yeah, cool. Yeah, Thank you. no, no problem. Uh, anyone else? Hey, Pedro. Thanks. You had um, uh, put out a few pages of uh, Delta Green comic book. Uh, yes. Time ago. That, yeah. that was really good. That's oh, really, thanks. I uh, really like that. 
Uh, are you doing more of it? No, uh, no, not yet. Uh, I, I started strangely drawing a, a, another Mythosy comic book called Lithic, uh, based on a short story I wrote uh, for Robin Laws a long time ago. Um, and I've been messing with that more, and that's kind of Delta Greeny, kind of. Um, it's but, a Delta Green crime scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, no, there's there's no plans right now to go back to that. Um, it may pop up on the Patreon if I have a one- or two-page idea. But uh, I had fun doing it. That's great. Cool. Uh, yes? The uh, entry that I found for the Delta Green TV show, Utter Bullshit, <laughs> No. No, oh, yeah, that thing on IMDb. No, I'll, yeah. I'll explain what's what's going on there if I can. Uh, in the year, later 1990s, was it 99 or something like that? Yeah, we got approached by Galen Hurd, who produced uh, The Walking Dead, Terminator, and all that kind of stuff, and she really loved Delta Green and wanted to option it. So she paid us uh, more money than we had made on Delta Green, I believe, and we all went out and had a steak dinner, and nothing ever happened. Uh, but she it expired. But she was very, very nice. Uh, and it's gone through several hands since then uh, where people go, I want to make this a TV show. I want to make this a movie. And they pay us three or $4,000. and We split it three we ways. We split it three ways. And something happens where they go either, we can't get any leverage on this anywhere. No one will ever want any mythos stuff uh, except for True Detective and every other fucking show to come out in the last <laughs> seven um, yeah. Anyway, uh, could the protagonist be teenagers? <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible, maybe, Scott. It'll never work. Maybe in a school of magic. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Instead of all this mythos stuff, maybe vampires. Yeah. Um, and then uh, all the gumshoe Delta Green crossover. <laughs> sure. We we did we we did one of those and uh, we did like a Scooby Doo adventure and an Unspeakable Oath once. Um, oh. But uh, yeah, so it's gone to another production company. Um, I hold out about as much hope as G- if Galen Hurd can't make it happen, uh, you know. Yeah, there's less money each time they pass yeah. it to another <laughs> so, company. So the way I the way I look at it, More it's it's, 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 it's certainly it's nice like, to make like some money from the property and to and to hear people money. appreciate it. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put too much into it. Uh, we've heard absolutely zero from them since then. So. Was it you or was it you and others who did the art for the um, for the Delta Green uh, GM? That was me. That was the the handler screen? Yeah, I, I yeah. have players that will not sit on a certain side of the <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I did it. I see a new I see a new profit center redacted <laughs> stickers just for the handler screen. Thank you. That's that's a great compliment for me. Okay, yeah, that was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> not real. Now he's now <laughs> Yeah. Now that he's gonna have to show his face, he's sorry. <laughs> that's how crime works. What do you <laughs> Somebody told me that when they got uh, whatever issue the oath had in uh, in Media Res, oh they, yeah, they read in Media Res and they went and took their initial their original issue of the oath and tore in Media Res. Yeah, out I heard that too. And apparently put it in their neighbor's trash can, <laughs> not theirs, just in case anyone dug to it and say that guy's a weirdo. Yeah. So, That's always good. Uh, uh, anybody else? It's almost as good as any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So I really like reading through pretty much every module that's put out. Even if my players end up don't running in, or not running in, that's a great grammar on my part. Uh, I just <laughs> like reading them. They're great. 
So where oh, thank you. this is what kind of inspiration do you guys look for outside of your own writing when you're trying to develop new adventures models? Well, I just follow Ken's Twitter feed, <laughs> and then I just write whatever strikes me when I read it. I read it freeform jazz style, and then just kind of, no, uh, I, you know, I, I imagine it's very much like uh, Ken or Scott or, or Shane. I, I usually glom onto something that I find terribly interesting on some weird book or, uh, uh, you know, obscure article somewhere, and then just uh, ride that pony into the sunset. Um, the most recent I've been looking at is uh, sleep deprivation uh, experiments in the early 1960s with the U.S. Air Force, which are just great. The reading on that is just fantastic and they, they funny and really weird. fun things to people. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. just gets weirder and weirder. They have guys who are just kind of like, uh, if, if you don't sleep uh, for 60 hours, do you still have to pee? These are questions that, that NASA found really, really interesting. And the USAF was like, huh? Why? Why? So you have. Why are all of these questions about peeing? Yeah. Get McDuffie in here. I told him that was the last time. Uh, no, it's. it's So, for example, the sleep deprivation thing, I'm, I'm working on uh, a scenario that involves uh, the Delta Green version of the Dreamlands. Uh, and it, it kind of arises out of a man who stayed up for too long in one of the sleep deprivation trials uh, and about a drug uh, that uh, it comes from an undisclosed location that can displace you to um, uh, a non, non-Euclidean non state. Let's just say that. So uh, The news. I mean, that's where my stuff comes from. Um, Straight reporting. Most uh, that I, is pretty I, good. Iconoclasts happened because I was watching ISIS smash up Nineveh. You know, and bash up the uh, the archaeology, or at least the stuff that they couldn't sell to the Hobby Lobby people. Um, oh my so, God, I forgot about that. I, I thought I, I thought that was a fever dream or something. <laughs> so Hobby you know, Lobby people are going to be like Lord Elgin saving the marbles, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, yeah, and financing ISIS at the same time. Yeah. Uh, at least That's... Lord Elgin just stole his stuff straight up, right? If we had armed Hobby Lobby <laughs> under Obama, <laughs> we wouldn't be. Facing uh, ISIS in the streets the way we are exactly, today. Right. Yeah, okay. It's pretty straightforward, really. Yeah. yeah. So um, that that scenario just came out of watching those uh, barbarian smash up history, and I'm like, wouldn't it be great if one of those things had a, a supernatural nuke in it that just went off when they smashed it with a hammer? That would be great. It would be even better if they killed them by inches rather than just splattered them into so much it's fine mist. It's torture. Gotta be, it's got to be a thousand cuts minimum. Yeah, so yeah Scott's go. really angry at ISIS, and he wants you to play them as they're humiliatingly murdered one by one. Yeah, so I love this scenario. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, someone's taking the fun out of being ISIS. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, all the character backgrounds are like, I was a, your character was a loser in Europe, and you know, got in a fight with your dad, and said, "Well, I'll show you. I'm to join ISIS." And now you're here going, "What the fuck? Yeah, do do? Why is that statue moving? And yeah. oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. So. There, you know, that just came out of the news in the same way that um, Enemy of My Enemy came out of the news. It was it was a story about Marcus Luttrell, the guy from Lone Survivor, the SEAL, uh, who uh, was the only survivor in that. He, you know, the he the setup for um, uh, Enemy of My Enemy is what Marcus Luttrell did, where somebody shot his dog, and he jumped in his truck and chased them down and uh, ran them off the road, you know, and he... Was a medical out uh, seal with a bad back that you know is is you know he can't do the job anymore, but that didn't mean he couldn't chase these guys across three counties and drive them off the road. And, uh, combat and veteran seal with a bad back is still a combat still veteran, yeah. veteran seal, seal with a bad back. Um, so you know, 
I should say bad back. I mean, how many vertebrae did he smash yeah. going down the hill? So it's just you got to make him bend down. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, right. okay, you know, that, that's interesting. Um, what if you know? Leap what if it's a seal who's a who's a, 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 a triple or a quadriplegic, and somehow somebody shoots his dog, and he's the guy who manages to chase these guys down in it, and he used to work for Delta Green and got mangled either on the job or off the job, and it comes up to Delta Green's. Uh, pipeline. Hey, what? Why is Barry still doing? Uh, how do you drive the car and aim the pistol at the same time with only one arm? And we should just be sure he didn't keep anything from an old mission or an old green box. We should check that out. And you know, it just that just came from from reading the Latrell like story. The part where he got mangled off the job. He was like at Outback Steakhouse. Or like, well, well, I meant mangled on a seal job, you know, not on a Delta Green job. Well, you know, blooming onions. The hot, the plate exactly. is extraordinarily hot. He was, re- he That's was a very hot plate. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we, we've said Delta Green agents' lives suck, right? Yeah. <laughs> they can't even afford Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> too, too dangerous. So it was it was the birth. It was the birth first birthday dinner he'd made with his wife in like four years. Yeah. That's one way to burn a bond <laughs> with a blue onion. Any, any um, unique insights for scenarios? I mean, Operation Goblin Market came out. It, it was sort of the other half of that, as opposed to seeing something cool. It was thinking, well, I need to do something in Vietnam. Uh, that means tunnels. Uh, what's in a tunnel? And it was just all right. What's the great old one that's going to be lurking around there? Right. Um, got Nathoa. And what does Gatnathoa do? Oh, he turns you into a mummy if you look at him. All right, well, we're not doing a bunch of mummies because that's been done. <laughs> what else can happen to your vision? Oh, I know. Uh, you get a little Gatnathoa-shaped scrape in your cornea, and you can't stop seeing it. And <laughs> cool. then things get worse. Uh, and how do you how do you solve a problem in Vietnam? Well, call it an airstrike and hope that worked. <laughs> so I still thought you were going to say how you to solve a problem like Maria in, <laughs> the, in Vietnam. Call it yeah. an airstrike. Yeah. Yeah. Still, yeah. They'll take that nun right out. And so the uh, and, and and the goal was because it had to be an introductory scenario. It introduces majestic. It introduces other elements of the game so that you can play it and then be like, well, I hate that majestic asswipe who tried to uh, take our artifact. And I'm really worried about that tunnel, and I have all these other things that I'm concerned about. So it sort of leads off. But it was really just a matter of um, knowing that I needed a Vietnam scenario, knowing that I needed uh, it to be in a tunnel, and knowing that I needed to be getting a throw. And now I'm like three quarters of the way there, and the rest is just uh, what's the right. uh, what's what's the mysterious culture in Vietnam? Oh, the Hobinians, and why are they mysterious? Well, they all fled inland for seemingly no reason, no and reason. hid in caves, mm-hmm. and it's like. Well, that's that's probably something, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just a matter of dropping in those little details yeah. as you go. And the little details come from just obsessive reading, yep. Just like with Shane and with uh, or with Dennis and with Scott, mm-hmm. and yep. that's just how you do it. You at some point you have your brain set to this looks like Delta Green, yeah. And yeah. Whether it's a uh, exciting news from the today's political front, or if it's a historical uh, event like um, uh, the. Uh, uh, sleeplessness experiments or whatever else you're like well yep. if Delta Green were doing this it would be even worse yeah yep. the, the most the most upsetting one ever was me finding I, I got a an, uh, like a 1917 book on the Haida Gwaii uh, legend of the fishwife it was an entire book on nothing but and it was like this is Innsmouth like a woman comes from the sea and she has magic and nets and she, I should marry you and they have children together but she's actually a fish 
and your children are half fish now, and you have to go live with her under the ocean with her father. And, and what's uh, her father's name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he who swims with corpses was the uh, Zach. Yeah, didn't have to make that up. Yeah, and same. I went, I went, ooh, I'm taking that book. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the Scopsy. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do anything except add shove nigger out to the actual fucked up cult, you know, that really existed in real life. Yeah, you know? that's that's where the real fun begins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, Mr. Uh, Ivy. Oh yeah, I mean, not not much new to add. I mean, I just I I I, I kind of every day. I sort of trawl the internet for really weird things that are not necessarily not being reported by places that just report weird shit, but legitimate news outlets that report things that strike me as spooky and creepy, you know, that I, that I love. So I post that stuff on a daily basis on the Delta Green Twitter feed. Let me ask media. one question to everybody up here, and because it was there was a slight difference the way what you were talking about as to what I think Dennis was. Uh, that you know, somebody you said you needed a Vietnam scenario, and the idea that you've been given the first thing seems like incredibly. That seems like a, a huge boon that you at least know what you're writing about, yeah, right. Right. and then can branch out from there. Um, uh, uh, of course, the problem with that is, you know, when you're designing for yourself, you don't have anyone who's going to hand you a scenario like that. Maybe what you do is ask your players, "Where do you want your scenario to be?" And they're like. We won Afghanistan. Okay, good. Boom. Now you've got your lead. Yeah. Uh, anybody else want to add on to that? Or yeah. I, I, just, I mean, I just I, I, like I, a, I generally kind of look for, you know, if, if I see a, I, I respond to the news, like I said. So if I see a headline that I that, that kind of tickles my imagination, that, that sort of yeah, that thing that says that says, ooh, if you that that's kind of weird. What if you sort of tweak it ever so slightly and then it becomes really bizarre you know and and how can i then tweak that a little bit more so that what it does is it makes some delta green agent's life more miserable i mean by and large <laughs> you don't have to read very much to no. get to the first delta yeah. green no. yeah and, no. and it, it doesn't take that long once yeah. you've played a few scenarios you yeah i mean a, a, extremophilia the thing we're, I'm, we're going to publish in a, in a few months um that I, we play tested recently um I mean, I wrote that just reading reading news reports about the the sort of about fungus in your gut biome affecting mood and having a really profound impact on on perception and mood. And you know, the first thing I thought, of course, is where have I heard of fungus a lot lately? <laughs> you know, so um, there you go. You don't. I mean, I didn't have to do very much work making that making that a making that a scenario. I just added, how, added how some he did characters. a lot of work for us. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and cool. in uh, 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 the the Nixon land, which is Rick Perlstein's history of Nixon's uh, fall and rise and fall, um, the, the, basically the the story of you know no one in the country voted for Goldwater, then everyone in the country voted for Nixon. What happened in those eight years to right, do that? Right, and um, uh, so at one point as I'm reading through, they're talking about the summer of 1967, the the long hot summer. And they mentioned that in Cleveland, a guy calls into the TV station and says, during the solar eclipse, Cleveland will burn to the ground. Right. And he hangs up. And bec and this is given as an example. Those crazy people thought this was a serious threat and right. reacted. Oh, they overreacted and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, or? Yeah. <laughs> get me out here. <laughs> it's held to great. And then as I looked into it, it kept getting weirder. Right. Because... The thing was, literally, that's all that was in Nixonland. And so I looked it up. It's a guy named uh, Muhammad uh, Evans. 
And when I looked him up, it's like, oh, he was an astrologer. Yeah, I remember this. And he was a guy who uh, served in Korea, and he had a traumatic head injury. <laughs> right. And was invalided out. And it's like, this is already... I'm not making anything <laughs> up yet. This is the point at which I start making... Oh, and his uh, mentor was a hypnotist right. and con artist right. who was serving time in the Lima State Institution right. for the Criminally Insane. Right. And I'm like, stop helping! Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he's also part of an apocalyptic black nationalist yeah. called the Brother of Libya that wander around with machine guns. Yeah. Stop helping, yeah, right. bro! No, you reach a point where you're like, nobody's going to believe this. Yeah. yeah. I just can't write this down. They're just yeah. going to put the book down and walk away. And it, it, it just, you know, I, I and I couldn't act. And the other thing was, nowhere on the internet, and I, fair, fair cop, I did not go to the Regenstein and try right. and dig into the uh, Cleveland plane dealer. Right. Although I did look at newspapers.com fairly obsessively. Nowhere on the internet does it s- describe why his mentor is sent to the insane asylum. Right. <laughs> so not only have I found a Delta Green op, right. I found the veil out of the right. Delta Green op. Right. <laughs> he just couldn't handle it. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. It's 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 ama- uh, uh I had exactly the same experience on Project Rainbow. Yeah. Oh, it just go deeper and deeper. It was like, oh, gravitors. Wait. What? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, oh, you know, Avro saucer. Wait. What? Like, and it just kept going uh, to the point of like he's being followed. It's in his papers. He quit the program, and now they're following him around Hawaii. Doctor Townsend Brown mm-hmm. and the marked up manuscript by Carlos Allende, and it's like w- uh, the suicide of Doctor Jessup. <laughs> yes, yeah. and he's yeah. like, what is going on here? <laughs> so yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so so read crazy stuff and then and then use that to lead or you be deep. crazy and read regular stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Either one of those. Any yeah. other questions? Yeah. Well, it's just kind of a silly idea that just occurred to me um, with the the Allende uh, uh, thing. Um, if you could, uh, and also I guess kind of the King Yale thing. If you could do a Dracula unredacted kind of thing for Delta Green, what book would you pick? Oh, okay. Um, for those who don't know, Dracula Unredacted is the handout for my campaign, the Dracula Dossier, in which Dracula's uh, the novel Dracula is shown to be disinformation uh, released by British intelligence to cover up their failed operation when they attempted to recruit a vampire as an asset. And uh, Unredacted is the full version of Dracula's uh, of Stoker's notes uh, annotated by three generations of MI6. So to make it a Delta Green thing you would ha- it would have to be a foundational document either of uh, the uh, UFO era or of the sort of uh, government conspiracy era and it would be hard to resist Doing as a redacted uh, document something on the order of the uh, you know uh, the uh, the script of the thing or something like that <laughs> yeah. where you know, this is what uh, really happened. Howard Hawks stumbled because he's you know drinking with uh, some military guy <laughs> right. in, in, uh, in uh, Hollywood. And the guy says, oh, fuck, this is way weirder than any of them, them, them movies. Right. What do you mean? Oh, you don't know about Operation right. whatever the fuck? He's right. like, uh, uh, no, I don't know about that. Tell me <laughs> Let more. me tell you. Why wouldn't it be um, Shadow of Rinsworth? Yeah, it would. It, I mean, you could do it as Shadow of Rinsworth uh, if you wanted to. Um, but then that, that pulls it all the way back. Did. Yeah. And the thing yeah. of, you know, the Deep Ones are still alive is not so much a reveal <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as yeah. Dracula is still alive. You could yeah. certainly do the Puzzle Box archive. Yeah. But... I don't think that that leads you to a what the fuck moment right. in the same way that 
the Fuck. thing was not actually like, it, it was, wasn't really fiction. It was a right. real story about a vegetable cool. entity from space. Especially because Drac, the Drac, in, in the Dracula dossier, the assumption is the novel is a real thing in right. the world it's in which fic- the players the yeah, characters exists. are playing. Right? Whereas in the Delta Green universe, there is no fiction. There is no the shadow, shadow or or no, by there, but there are first-person accounts. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but Olmstead's account exists. Yeah. Yes, but there's no disinformation released as fiction from Rhode Island races. Granted, whereas in you know, in our in Dracula uh, dossier world, there is the novel Dracula that was right. gotcha. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a question back there, I think. Well, I was going to kind of seems like the you know, Nazi occultism literature in the 40s would be a nice because they wrote stuff down. Yeah, but that's horrible. You don't want to bring it back into print. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I guess we uh, guess we waxed the uh, Karatekia too soon. Oh no, two thousand! Like we we got to do that adventure where Majestic and yeah. Delta Green teams up and takes and out the estate. SV eight, SV eight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Coordinated assault on the final band of reckoning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean I, I think that would that would be a fantastic like international intrigue Delta yeah. Green campaign. You know, yeah, we're trying People to make contact with SV eight. You're trying you know, to coordinate yeah. with SV8 yeah, for the first all that time. Stuff going around all over the. That could be cool. Yeah, yeah that's that's going to be yes? fun. Um, um, you've had the CD over there. Yeah. titled "Charnel Dreams: Live at Love Apocalypse." Yeah. It's good. We actually haven't done anything with it, have we? We should have mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, so at the booth, booth four three one, we have for sale. What looks like an audio CD, uh, a concert concert CD by Charnel Dreams, which is sort of the house band of Club Apocalypse. Um, what it and it has awesome printing. It looks really cool. It would make a fine handout for your fate campaign to come. Uh, what it what it has on it is uh, uh, PDFs from the game line, um, the the agent's handbook, some adventures, some handouts. Uh, some of the uh, uh, one of the extraordinary renditions, the the short story collection, ebook and, and PDFs, and uh, and it's bookended by a couple of um, audio files from the scenario convergence that uh, John Tynes compiled mm. twenty five years ago or whenever the hell he did the audio files. Um, back, way back when he like when I was just when I was just a slavering fanboy, you know, I was corresponding with Tynes, and he told me, "Hey, we had this audio thing." So I got him to send me like a micro cassette recording yeah. of, the, of the of the two audio files that he'd used at the table, and uh, so they're on. The, you can find them on the internet as well, but they're fun. So uh, one of them is sort of a thing from Groversville where it's just this weird noise, and then if the players go through the hoops of decoding it, then they hear. A not any less weird, you know, message being con- communicated to somebody. So, uh, so that's what so that's what the CD is. So it's intended as a way to get all the all the uh, the PDFs, you know, that you want for the game line and let you and uh, to get you started um, in a cool little package that you can that you can keep as a co- as a collectible. Cool. Yeah. Um, we're uh, at the booth. We also have. We've just recently put together print editions of some of the standalone scenarios. So we have a paperback edition of Kali Gadi, which was the one of the intro scenarios that I wrote a while back. Um, a paperback of Observer Effect, 
which was a less intro scenario that 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 I wrote uh, a while back. And, uh, oh, Ross's character died screaming. I'm guessing. No, I ran it twice. Oh, they, they, they have to be unconscious. Well, bullets make them. <laughs> that, that, bullets make people not conscious. <laughs> that's yeah, true. That's yeah. there's logic. Uh, and uh, the Star Chamber, which is a, 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 an adventure that uh, that Greg wrote. Um, so yeah, and if you uh, if you bought those in PDF already through Kickstarter or otherwise, uh, tell us at the booth you get five dollars off the the print editions of those. And they came out really nice. I'm I'm really happy. Full with color those. throughout. Print quality. They're looking yeah, pretty full sweet. Full color modules. So um, so we've got those uh, those at the booth. Cool. As well as the as well as the CD with with Dennis's portrait of Stephen Alzees on the front and on the disc itself. Poor bastard. Um, yeah. I, speaking of Stephen Alzees, you talked about you know that you're ending off the fate here. Yes. And you know you alluded to the you know destroying the Karatek. Yeah. Have, have we thought about possibly doing like a, a book? Of what comes out of the ruins of these organizations? Yeah, yeah. yes, we have uh, the fate. The fate. Uh, the fate is a very specific organization, and will nothing much good will come out of the ruins. Stephen Elzis is fine and in China, and you don't need doing to worry something about else. Stephen Elzis, he's yeah. doing okay. Um, he moved on to more important things. The other members of the fate uh, remove each other, uh, along with Delta Green removing them. Uh, so. There's no real problem there. That one cleans up real nice. Uh, the Karatekia, yeah, again, uh, there's, there, there will be remnants. There will be notes, Gunter Frank's notes. Uh, other things yeah. might spread, might end up in majestic files, which become every, Delta Green files. Yeah. We might not have got every Ritter. And not every as, as organizations, they're a hole in the ground. Yeah. But yeah. We, we wanted to leave room like for them. individual game masters to sort of spin things off. I, and that was, that, was a, that was a deliberate thing. I mean, one of the themes that we hit in the, the role playing game is the idea of the really dire threats that Delta Green agents face and that everybody else faces unfortunately. The really dire threats are not necessarily organized. They're individuals doing ape shit. Yeah, just information out. And um and so that's why the focus was less on um, these kind of cohesive cults that you're that you're fighting than this kind of scattered threat that might come up where you know anywhere. I'm I'm looking forward to the time where some you know Delta Green agents find some you know scummy, violent, perhaps even murderous neo Nazis and think, hey, we kill people all the time, right? Let's totally kill these guys. And their handler goes, no, that's not your remit. They're not. In, they're not supernaturally involved. Yeah, don't, Go, just don't walk kill. away. That's yeah. not your job. That's that's just murder. Yeah, <laughs> Come on, Frank. Nobody, nobody cares if they burn down a synagogue. That's not going to end the world. Just move on to your assignment. So at that point, agents start carrying like drop Necronomicons that yeah. they can just <laughs> whack a bunch of Nazi skinheads and throw them. They they were coming right at us. They were reading it through the pages. He was reading it. It was he's reading the Latin out loud. So I think we. I I think we yeah, all we had to right shoot decision. him. Yeah. It wasn't our fault. He's got a book. Yeah. <laughs> Get him. Well, that's, that's a common, the common cry. Was they, use, they use the Simon Necronomicon from yeah. Pete Dalton. <laughs> that's, that's, like, you know, that's so you want to be really safe. Yeah. 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 There, there you got to hope the case officer is going to cooperate with your bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, well, uh, all right. I'll let you have one murder spree. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you did so good on that shock at that break. A- agents are expensive. I can't say no to you. <laughs> Um, I, a, a great way to think about this stuff is 
is these elements are, are radioactive. Uh, and if you blow it into a million pieces, you atomize it. Um, That's called fallout. Yeah. So pages from a book from the Karatekia estate could turn up in a museum in Argentina. They, you know, anything like that is a vector that could transfer to a person and become something dangerous. Look, I'm uh, SVA was in charge of burning the library yeah. at the estate. I'm sure they burned it all. Oh yeah, there were no, there were no gates or anything. At no, the, no, there, there's no way. Yeah, they, there's, 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 there's some very specific. This fire was really efficient, guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's like nothing left. No, not even ash. Nothing left. Yeah, yeah. special fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good, there's, fire. There's, there's, Good fire. There's, there's, there's there, there, there. Are, there there are definitely some remnants of the Karatekia that appear in, um, if, if we in with still, a Russian. If accent. we can still find a house with a secret room in Buenos Aires, yeah. you know, behind a bookcase that's filled with Nazi artifacts, yeah. including sphinxes with swastikas <laughs> on them. You guys know this story? This is real. Uh, Spe- speaking of the news, yeah, you know, I think we can find a remnant of the. You sure that you sure that wasn't in like Virginia? <laughs> uh, Sadly, well, like Arge- well, Buenos Aires, Argentina. <laughs> like I said, it's harder to find a house in Buenos Aires without a secret house. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real premium. Yeah, <laughs> you have to look. It's got its own paper, you know. You look at the non-Nazi apartments. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, another way to uh, we, we try and think outward from the mythos being this kind of uh, infection that is self-consuming. So those who those dabblers who start messing with it often just get eaten up by it. Um, those who can go deeper start to build small organizations into cults. But building a, a worldwide cult or something like that is a huge undertaking that is usually helmed by the least uh, <laughs> capable person because he's read all the books or she's read all the books. Um, so taking so some zero sand plans. Yeah, yeah, those are just, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna nuke Washington with our mind rays. And it, and it, and uh, it bears repeating that all of the actually globe girdling cults in the in the Delta Green mythology uh, up till now were established by Nirlathotep yep. deliberately. Right? Yep. He sets yeah. up the cult of transcendence. He yep. sets up the fate, and he sets up the Karatekia. Yep. And you see, you see what happens to the cult of transcendence, yeah. and the fate is self. Controlling, right? Just like in a cycle of of, of you know, <laughs> no, grow, fallow, no, no, burn. But the, but the overall sort of level in humanity yeah. of batshittedness, you know, is, is yeah. rising and it may be rising enough to to keep Nyarlathotep happy. Yes, yeah. let's so. hope. <laughs> we want a happy Nyarlathotep. Happy Nyarlathotep, happy life. <laughs> Any last questions? I think we kind of need to wrap up here yeah. in just a couple of minutes. What do you What do you guys think? Sure. Burning, burning notions, ideas, nothing. Nothing. What do you got? What, what, any, anything from up here? Things you guys are wanting no. to? How, oh, I'm sorry. One more, one more quick question. Yeah, no. Um, so we talked about the tarot earlier. When we have the yeah. Channel Dreams CD, are there any other plans for any sort of props. in-universe props, things like that, coming along? Oh, I don't know. This occurred to me about two weeks ago. So. Well, <laughs> well, I have um, I have about 350 pages of the kitchen sink, which is. Uh, uh, a uh, the briefing of majestic op ord one, and it's basically the Roswell crash in the Delta Green universe, and the debriefing of all individuals involved, with a bunch of photographs and other addenda addendum, um, such as uh, how how the sigils work or how they think the sigils work, and all this other kind of crazy stuff. I, I've got a document that was a uh, the uh, it's it's. One, it's a, it's a summary document of the investigation of uh, Operation Obsidian, 
that blew up in Vietnam. And um, but we'd have to. It, it was written so long ago. We'd have to correct it to some of the things that have been written since. Yeah. Since then. Um, but you know, Ross used it to run. Uh, he just took that and used it to run uh, a couple of games for RPPR, I believe. Cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, it we, was never set up as a. We got a bunch of little things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, if you have a ticket for this event, or if you have a generic ticket, what generic generics cost money? So you better not give me your generics. But if you have a ticket for this event, please come forward so we can prove to Gen Con that we were worthy. Yeah. And that we've, that we've delivered inter- entertainment and interest. And thank you for coming. Yes. Thank you all. Yeah.